let's see if that works now. Let's see. Nope. Okay. Live. Right, I think we're live. Let's just check my phone. Right, we are live now. Hello and welcome to the Stubbs Cast. I'm Stubbs Gaming. I host the podcast, the Stubbs Case, the Stubbs Cast, the Content Creator Hub podcast, where I talk to content creators from all walks of gaming. And to be honest, any, anything the Steam content. I have had people who write for websites. I've had podcasters. I've had video game reviewers. I've had a multitude of different content creators and i think it's great to get their journey their story to content creation and and how they got started and what's their process i think it's quite a fun thing to talk about and this this time i have got now i reckon i might butcher it i might butcher your name you have to correct me if i'm wrong i have maudy from game slush pie now did i say that correctly on the website it's my username which is mordredacon but yeah. i shortened it to morty so people can actually pronounce it oh yeah yeah because i was looking at your name and i thought oh, no way am i going to be able to say that the name you've got on discord yeah it's <laughs> it's a dragon character that i created back in my indie author days years ago that sort of have, has become my online persona that's cool that's, that's fair enough that is that's interesting. How did you um you just explained how you how how you come up with that name, didn't you? You did. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Basically a fancy name. I mean I can't I can't even remember how I came up with the name because the character is twenty years old, so that's that's fair, that is. It's better than my story. Mine's pretty boring, just uh what used to be called Stubborn Word Nine on Xbox. I shortened it to Stubbs Gaming. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Very boring. You know, they give you the generic name when you first get an account. So, do you want me to start at the beginning of my gaming journey, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, what, what, where did you start gaming? I'm going to presume, because I always say this on this show, I'm going to presume it's when you, were, when you were a kid. But it may not have been. It may not have been. Literally, my first concrete memory, and I am not joking, is my brother playing Empire Strikes Back for Atari 2600. Nice. When I was like three or four, I want to say. You're doing well to remember when you were three or four. You are. You're doing very well. So. Although I didn't start really gaming proper until probably I was seven or eight. My brother got a SNES. Although okay. all those years I watched him. We had a ColecoVision 2, which we played, and I would watch him. But I didn't myself start really playing games until probably nine or ten. And then not really hardcore until i was until 1996 when i got my n64 and then i went home then i went full-blown gamer yeah what were the kind of games you liked on the the, the n64 then your typical um, marios and the the, the staples uh, zeldas 
the typical, I mean, the typical stuff like, actually, funny enough, I actually own 133 N64 games, and I could go through <laughs> them, but essentially, the games I like the most aren't necessarily the, like, the Marios and the Ocarnias of Time. They're like the Tetris Spheres, the Goman's Great Adventure, yeah. Mischief Makers, some of the lesser known stuff, Robotron 2008, 2000, Robotron 64. Yeah. Um, Huh, thank. There's just a lot of them. Sin and Punishment, which I actually have a, a reproduction cartridge of. I found some guy at Etsy who was making cartridges of Sin and Punishment, and I bought one for 50 bucks. Oh, fair. And it works, <laughs> too. Well, at least it works. At least you weren't ripped off, scammed. That's yeah. good, though. That so, is. So, you know, but don't get me wrong. I played through A Carnage of Time three times. So. Um, and I got all 120 stars in a, in Mario 64, so it's not like I don't like those either. And then, once I got to college, yeah, I was into PC gaming for a little bit, um, played some MMOs, and then my sophomore year of college, yeah. 2002, I got a GameCube. GameCube, the little discs, yeah. Yes, yep. which I played religiously. I loved F-Zero GX, Soul Calibur 2, Eternal Darkness, you know, a lot of GameCube games. And then my junior year of college, yeah. I, went at, I went at my college's auction on the Xbox. Oh, nice, yeah. That's, that's For cool. like half the price it cost in the store. So, That's real, real good, especially when you, you probably had no money anyway to afford it, which is good. I did, but we're not going to get into that. Yeah, no. Um, well, actually, I had a job, let's just say it that way. But, yeah, no, that's fair. That is. That is. Um, so anyway, um, so I played my Xbox and my GameCube through college, and then... After I exited college, I started collecting the sixth generation along with the PS2. Okay. Yeah. Um, got a whole bunch. Plus, I played the DS and the PSP as well. Oh, I remember the PSP. Yeah, that was good. That was. Yeah, I have a gigantic PSP collection. That is was ridiculous. You're one of the sensible people, by sounds, but you kept most of your stuff, unlike everyone else who sold it. Is that, would, I, would, I be, would I be correct, or you sold parts of it? Well, no. This is kind of tragic, but my father... Essentially, essentially, I don't even really want to get into it. No, no, you don't have to. to get you don't. rid of half my games out of no fault of my own. Basically, I had to leave with what I had on my back. Um, and I left stuff okay. like Rule of Rose. Which now goes for like five hundred dollars. Does it? Box. Wow, five hundred dollars. It's it's crazy to think that a cartridge could cost that. You know. And I played Rule of Rose. It sucks. I'm sorry <laughs> to the baby on Twitter till the get till the cows come home. That game is terrible. It's all personal preference. I I haven't played it. I don't I've never heard of it actually, to be fair. So you just mentioned it. 
But I did keep a game called Hunting Ground, which I managed to, years later, fund a broken PSP, which I sold for $250. Wow. <laughs> Actually, I got 99 The retro store sold it for 250 so. Did I? So then, once, once the tragedy happened, I then yeah. rebuilt my collection. I got an Xbox 360 and played that for years. And that's when I came to video game reviewing. Oh, yeah. Because for two years, really three years, I ran a... X, there was a program called Xbox Live Indies. Yeah. Xbox Indies. And basically, anyone could submit a game and charge either 99 cents, $3, or $5. Okay. And okay. And there was a range in quality from some kids programming homework to the professionals you now who are around today. Yeah. But the problem was yeah. there was no nobody was reviewing the stuff at all. Okay. And so yeah. I took it upon myself <laughs> to start a little WordPress site and review it. And I um and I um and I got some traction. I got a lot of got a lot of views. It ended when my 360 broke. And oh no! Well, or oh, the Red Ring of Death. No, no, it wasn't the Red Ring of Death. It was the DVD drive broke. Oh no! Yeah, because it really was physical media back then, wasn't it? Yeah. So the problem was, I bought another one. Yeah. I another used, but the problem was, in order to transfer. Despite the fact all the saved games were on the removable hard drive, you couldn't just pop it out and plug it in. No, 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 no. At the time, you had to pay 50 bucks for a transfer cable. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. And I was so pissed off that I basically was like, screw Microsoft. So I shut down the site and bought PS3. Okay, fair. <laughs> so I bought PS3 and then I had PS4 and then while this was going on I rebuilt my N64 collection started my Xbox collection and my PSP collection I got a Switch in 2017 okay um, I got my Switch you know I got it with Breath of the Wild which I love and and then you know all these years up until I was building my collection because near where I worked at the time, there yeah. was a retro store. Nice. So literally, I dropped five G's at that store, and they knew me on a first name basis. Did they? <laughs> yes, they did. Good. Shout out to um, cartridges galore in Frederick, Maryland. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so then, then you know that's pretty much. Just retro collecting and playing my Switch up until 2022. No, I'm sorry, 2021. I I I got my Series X. I don't know how I managed to score this one. I logged on to Best Buy's website yeah. on Sunday at 8 a.m. and they and I checked out and I got their you know um, financing program. And I oh. Yeah, was that the was that the Xbox one or was that their financing 
Um, no, that was that's Xbox exclusive one bank. Okay. That's their all access financing deal. Oh, the all that yeah, the all that I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which was which was nice, which is why I got it as opposed to the PS5 because I could afford it. Plus, at start around that time, my Xbox collection was really getting huge, so I needed the backwards compatibility. So I went with the Series X, and then fast forward to September last year, I decided to start the Switch website for a couple of reasons. Okay. One, yeah. in addition to gaming, I'm a politics and current events junkie, but it's just so nasty out there and so depressing that I need something to take my mind off current events. So I decided to start reviewing lesser-known Switch games, okay. the ones that don't have reviews for them. Is there actually games that don't get, don't ever get reviewed? I did not know that. Yeah, they are, and they are the games that we will that I will be discussing shortly. These, yeah, these shovelware titles, basically. Yeah. Or or basically those indie Switch games that don't have any marketing budget whatsoever behind them yeah there, there is there is a lot on the on the switch and there? there is it's like like it's the same with steam steam's got thousands upon thousands and the, obviously a lot of studios don't have marketing budgets they don't they just haven't got the money and some of them are just just one guy you know they don't really have the, the finances to do it so it is good people and people do review review some of these games yeah, and I don't, and a lot of these developers are hard to track down. So I spend most, most I just spend the money. Like I'm not big enough. I wasn't big enough at that point in order to get the keys. Now I'm beginning to get keys. Um, that's 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 because it shows that you're. They're seeing your work and they're liking it and. They're giving you keys now, which which is you got to think about it. It is, it is a great honour to get to get to get a code to review because it means obviously they've obviously either been looking at looking at your website and liking the reviews you're putting out, and you, you're getting some traction by developers. So you got to take it as a compliment as well. You have. Oh, oh, I do, yeah. and I've struck up a friend. I've stuck up a friendship with. Um, a guy named Joshua Michael French, who's the big wig at East Asia Soft. Nice. And, and he's the guy who does all their lewd stuff. Um, which we oh, talk okay. About. okay. Um, and, you know, he helps me get the keys for East Asia Soft. Um, you know, That's and good. other developers. I've gotten keys from Ocean, from Ocean Media, although I. They're, they're, I don't review much of their games because they tend to be repetitive. Like, once you review one hidden object game, you've pretty much reviewed every single one. Oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> or, uh. or, you know, one solitaire game, you tend to review them all. No, oh, yeah, my wife's been playing solitaire games on mobile recently. I don't know why. She started playing them. I don't know why, but she just has. But, uh, but yeah, just do a couple of shout outs. There's a couple of people in the chat. 
welcome and thanks Mike P for letting us know you can hear us. And also welcome to Masuku and Dreadpool. Hope you hope everyone's doing well. Thanks for that. You can carry on there if you want. So, you know, I will eventually start going to um, pre uh, Press Engine and get keys that way. I mean, I've been on Press Engine for a while, but I just didn't have the views or the, frankly, the website to, or the website look. To, to be impressive enough to get keys. It's a nice looking site, I think. Well, because I've only viewed it in mobile view currently. I did. I haven't actually looked on the PC, but if it looks nice on the mobile, it's obviously going to look nice on the on the desktop. I don't. I don't know the difference, but I think it's a nice looking website. I don't. Yeah. Know, I I don't know how to program. So, you, did you did you program that yourself or did? Oh, no. is, is, it, is it a template jobby does, does no. it basically do it for you or no i have a web developer and i oh, wonder oh. enough okay um, her name is kayla jones shout out to you you're awesome anyway so she i basically posted on twitter the magic word i need a graphic designer oh uh, no my mate does he doesn't Hundreds of people. Yeah, my mate UK Dazarus, yeah. He doesn't even ask for them. And he's must have blocked over 100, 150. And they yeah, still they, they keep coming for his account and he doesn't he, he doesn't want any. Yeah, it's like they're all gone. <laughs> it looks like, like it. Good guys. Yeah. I wish I could hire them all. But she was the only one that had an actual resume. Uh, and so I hired her. And um, and she's been great. Um, really, she is. That's nice. And, you know, and so you know, I basically, I mean, we started with a simple site, and over time, we've we've been adding to it as the needs change. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, it's a nice looking site, and I'm happy with it. Um, it is because it's, it's it's a lot it's a lot more. It's a, this is it's my opinion. It's a lot more challenging and scary as such because it's not like well, this podcast is live on YouTube. I put it on podcast networks after, and it's there. But you've actually gone out, created your own website, and doing all the obviously you've had help from a web designer. There's more. Do you see what I mean? This this is on the. Yeah, you we have, you you really are there. You're more involved. Whereas YouTube, you just put it there, and if it it's already on a built platform, you're on a totally new sure website, your web address. You've got to get people to click on it. It's a it's a lot lot more of a challenge as such. It is. Oh, it's very challenging, especially because I'm at the mercy of Google. Yes, the bloody so S write, SEO. Yes. So I have to write things in a very specific way. Like I have yeah. to repeat the name of the game several times, but not too much because if you overemphasize, it downranks you. It's kind of, I don't know how to put it. It's, it's almost, I don't like it because I'm not writing for the reader. I'm writing for an algorithm. Yeah, it's so annoying because it's like, well, you see it with mainstream websites. They literally, 
well I'll, I'll just say it some of the big websites clickbait people think oh it's just to get the clicks but often it's to it's to trigger the algorithm and then sometimes you read you read the article and it ain't actually about what's in the title but they're just trying all they're trying to do is trigger the algorithm but but um yeah you are at the mercy of, of google seo it's it's not a fair place because all the people with money and know exactly what they're doing are getting top top search rank uh, rank results it's uh yeah, that's and, it, and it's always changing isn't it apparently is that right is it always changing yeah, uh, every so changing. every so often it's always, it's always changing it's all like and one change could basically sink, sink your entire site oh it's terrible it is it's um yeah it out of 200 and something articles that I've written so far, only two have gotten gotten serious hits from Google. One was called Wolf Simulator, which Oof. was a garbage title. I don't know how it got high ranked <laughs> on Google, but I got mega hits on that one. Nice. And then another one was called Arrow Blast, which was a which was a somewhat popular mobile game. So I think it had cross. I think it came up when you search for Arrow Blast. Yeah, they may have done. But yeah. I, but I do get hits. I do get hits off um, DuckDuckGo, Bing too, as well. Yeah, yeah. I use Bing obviously for my um, Microsoft reward points. I always get get my searches in on there. But yeah, it's nice you know you see you can see where the traffic comes from in right. depth in depth. See on YouTube, you, it shows you a little bit, but often it puts this came off a website. It doesn't go. This came, you know, you've got more in depth. You know exactly where they came from, like Bing. But like YouTube doesn't tell you that this person clicked on Bing to get it to your video. See what I mean? You don't get that. No, you don't. No. But but you've got more eyes on your analytics of where where your traffic's coming from. Did you get a lot from Bing, or did you get more from Google? Because Google's, you know, like number one. There are downsides to having your own platform, um, yeah. namely that it costs a fair bit of money. Oh yeah, hosting charge. Is it hosting charges, website domains, yeah, security. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing you pay for. I don't know. Security? Do you have to pay for security? Is that, is that done? I'm on WordPress.com. Oh, okay. Fair. Um, but every plugin now for WordPress charges you. That's the way I'm making money then. That is. And in order to get plugins on WordPress.com, you have yeah. to pay an awful lot of money per year for their business plan. But the nice thing about hosting on WordPress.com is I don't have to worry about bandwidth. Because, you know, when, when you have traditional hosting, like, because I've hosted websites on GoDaddy. Oh, okay. Your hosting plan is 10,000 viewers a month or, you know, five gigabytes transfer or something like that. Yeah. WordPress, I don't have to worry about that because it's WordPress. But they still pay. You're still paying through the nose. Um, okay. So, say one day, say you're on Go Go Daddy, and uh, your your limit was ten thousand. 
but like say your in uh, sorry your review or page really popped so say say five say a million people tried to hit on your site would your site go down like a Honestly, I've never hit it, so I don't know what I no, think they do. It was just a, it was just a stupid. I don't mean million. Say you went over that cap, do you think your site would go offline? Well, what did they do in that situation? They probably charge you an awful lot of money. That's probably it. You're probably right there. But look at WordPress. So WordPress is, say you could, say, say you had ten thousand hits. It, it doesn't matter because it's, it's it's on WordPress. It's fine. Right. So, so it's basically like nearly unlimited bandwidth, basically. And, and private hosting has gotten so much that there's really no difference between hosting on something like GoDaddy versus hosting on WordPress. Oh, okay. It's going to cost you the same amount. That's um, fair because it's. Um, that, that, other... Sorry. Sorry. So, so, sorry, you go ahead. Sorry. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, is that I'm a lot more freer. With what I can say on my own website versus YouTube, yeah, um, because YouTube can just kick you right off for any reason they feel like it. I have I'm sure. Now I'm sure that somewhere in WordPress's ELUA is the same thing, but it's not. You know. I have yet to hear somebody getting kicked off WordPress. I hear like every other day something getting kicked off YouTube. Yeah, I don't imagine WordPress have got um, an AI or whatever you call it scanning every single, scanning all the websites. Whereas Google, so YouTube, have got every video that gets uploaded is automatically scanned. Oh, but to be fair, in all my podcasts, I've never muzzled anyone. People, and I've never got kicked off i'm not i'm too small you see do you know what i mean but oh, nothing yeah. but, but nothing ever gets said racially or anything like that but oh, I, I, but, but i do let people say what they want but no one no one ever says anything that that extreme as such but i see what you mean it is people you can lose your youtube account by mistake as well that their algorithms are all clever in that but they have actually like suspended people's accounts by mistake and it can take months for an actual human to review it because i know someone it's happened to uh it can take months of a, a, a appealing and the appeal has been done by a algorithm or a bot and then eventually a human reviews oh sorry that was an error your account's restored see so yeah so well, well uh, yeah, I've not. I've never really heard that on WordPress happen before. I'm sure if, probably if people were, you know, what the world is like now. People would be reporting on it, complaining about it, wouldn't they? Well, it's not like I'm hosting hate content or something, you know. Although I do, although funnily enough, I'm on a Discord for a guy named Switch Stars. Okay. Um, he's a he's a YouTuber, and I'm on a Discord, and he actually got a DCMA claim by a shovelware company called Midnight Works who tried to take them down. Did he write a, did he did he make a bad review on their game or something? Yeah, he made a whole video on it. Right, that, that seems a bit childish to me. That does. Yeah, it was completely childish. And they and they basically DCMA a, a fair use video on it. 
YouTube basically laughed in Midnight Works' face, <laughs> but they, you know, again, it's not going to happen to me unless they go directly to WordPress, and WordPress is probably going to tell them to, you know, screw off. Exactly. Um, they probably also say, have you seen how many views this page has got? Are you really worried? Do you know what I mean? Right. Unless it's hitting millions upon millions. Do you know what I mean? Although I do have to worry about Google. Because you, uh, yeah, try, true. Yeah. you try to you try to black hat um, chase say word chase SEO tactics they'll delist you and at that point you're practically dead. Yeah, I don't know how companies do it. I don't. I don't. Some clever people or software out there working it out what you what you can do, what you can't do. I don't know. I imagine that there's people whose job it is just to try and get the right SEO. That oh, was... yeah. I, could, I could pay, I could, I could pay an SEO, a, a SEO, like a high level SEO person to, to basically make my site, you know, rise to the top, but A, I don't have the money and B, I, there's ways you can do it yourself. I use a plugin called Yoast SEO. I when I used to work for well not work I used to do a couple of reviews years ago for BG4G Hub. They don't do any content anymore, but that's the that's the plugin they had. It, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to please. It wasn't. But I, I struggled to get a green a green mark at the end. I struggled. So writing is not my strong point. I can get a green mark easily. It's just a question of is it enough for Google's attention. Exactly. Which is why I tend to focus on the lesser known titles because I'm going to get buried by bigger sites. Yeah, that's true. The IGNs, basically, you're talking about. That's who right. buries everyone. That is. Yeah. So basically, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, do, I, don't, I basically focus on the games most people aren't going to touch. Like the lewd stuff, like your crossbow block knockers, your your wife who discovered too, your slime girl smoothie. I mean, people do cover that stuff, but not to the same extent I do. Like, I have to give them a fair shake and a fair review. Uh, but most self-respecting reviewers are not going to touch them. No, that's fair. That is fair. I'll just do a couple of shout-outs. A few more people have came in. Welcome to Fimber. Thanks for popping in, mate. And Lost Boomer. Thanks for popping in. I appreciate it. But yeah, no, it's quite an interesting on the um, the, the side. Because obviously, when I've had people on the show before, but when they write for websites, they are not in the position you're in. It's not generally their website as such. So they're not on that end. They're just writing reviews or they're working for the site. Whereas you see the bills and you, you know what's going on behind the SEO, etc. Because it's your, your, your website. And I've always, because I'm autistic and because I'm not the easiest to work with sometimes, I tend to just do things on my own because, you know, I, I'm not going to mention names, but let's just say I burn bridges, uh, just being myself. And it, it, it happens. The problem is it's uh, the gaming community is, is hard to, there's a lot, you make a lot of good friends in the gaming community, but not everyone's gonna like everyone and it's just the way it is it's, 
there is within the gaming community there's niches within niches within niches but most people don't see it but that it's there but it's a friendly community but it's like you say some not everyone's gonna like you and they, 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 they don't have to if, if you know what i mean you know and frankly to tell yeah. you the truth the particular niche i'm in yeah i don't we could we could we can segue into this topic because basically i don't get fanboys attacking me i'm sort of safe that's great that is great because it happens because all the time fanboys of these horrible shovelware games Hang on, wait, 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 there is fanboys of the shovelware games? No, there aren't. Oh, there ain't, I've got to say, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I don't get fanboys of these games because they yes. don't exist. Yeah, that's true, sorry, I just thought you meant there are fanboys. I, sorry. I, it probably, <laughs> if there were, it could probably get my name out there, but there aren't. I've never gotten a negative comment on one of my reviews, mostly because nobody there's no goalkeeping that's true midnight works that's true that is that's it's it's, it's, it's good that you don't because it's um all that kind of back and forth and arguments can be quite uh, can be not good for your health and get you down and stuff again you know but um it can be more yeah i don't generally get into the fanboy stuff anymore I don't engage with a lot of it anymore on Twitter. I've kind of stopped stopped for a while. I have. But um but yeah, it's um it's not part of your niche anyway. It's not. But it, it... Well, like maybe for some of the more popular indie titles I do, but they're rare. Um I definitely when I did the Xbox indie stuff, I got fanboys. Um and they were generally I, like there was this one Minecraft clone. I forgot its name. It's been a decade. Oh, okay. Honestly, it it came up with a bunch of fanboys who defended it, even though the game was completely terrible. There was tons of Minecraft clones at the time, and then they were terrible. A lot of them were. There were some good ones like yeah. Miner Dig Deep, but most of them just aren't. Minecraft because they don't have the just the, the it's Minecraft basically is all I could say um, but Mike then, sorry Mike P is saying Discovery is one I played I think him I presume that means a, a, Minecraft, a Minecraft clone Discovery yeah um so, um, so anyway, sorry, that got me off track. What were we talking about? But somehow I got on to Minecraft clones because oh, yeah, there were some fanboys. So anyway, so anyway, so anyway, going back, the other, the other group of fanboys, there was a, there was a game called I Made a Game with Zombies in it, and it was the number one rated Xbox indie game. But not because it was any good, but it was... because it went viral on the internet. Everyone just, just, just upvoted it, and I got some fanboys for that one. And it wasn't a very good zombie twin stick shooter. Heck, it wasn't even the best. It was heck. It 
there were better zombie twin stick shooters on Xbox Indies. Um, there were so many zombie twin stick shooters at that yeah. time that I that I basically swore them off because they're all the same. Yeah, that's the problem when it gets saturated. Everyone wants to copy, copy, copy. It's not a good. Yeah, it's not. A good, it's not a good thing. You got to innovate, copy, as that's part of game design. Copy, but innovate. Do do your own twist on it. Yeah, and that gets into my review philosophy. Basically, I don't review like most people. Like an IGN will will go, okay, here's the gameplay, here's the graphics. Here's the sound. Yeah, the day. Yeah. Here's the lasting appeal. Here's your number. I basically take it all together, and I basically ask the question: Do does the game do what it sets out to be? Basically, if the game wants to be a breakout clone, how good is it as a breakout clone? I don't care about your graphics. I don't care about your sound. Gameplay is king because at the end of the day. That's all that really matters. Um, I don't care about frame weight. I don't care about performance unless it's noticeable. Um, slow down. But basically, you know, how, how good is your game gameplay-wise? Is it innovative? Does it, if it's the same as everything else, it's going to get a harsher score than if it's actually try something new. So... Yeah, that... Uh, that's a good so then, that's a good way of doing things like it's a very different that is because yeah, you, you've got to be different haven't you to stand out or try to stand out you have well i do it because a lot of these games there isn't anything much to talk about you know the graphics are simple the sounds bought from kevin macleod or whatever his name is they're essentially freeware music oh, okay and yep. um you know, all I have to go on is the gameplay. So that's why I review it that way. And it works. And the other thing, differentiation, is yeah. the verdict system. I have numeric, I have an arbitrary star system on the site. Okay. But it's merely for aggregation within, within, um, within Google. Mainly, I have six verdicts. Okay. Um, the best one is must play. Basically, means run out and buy this thing. It's great. The next okay. is recommended. Um, basically, play this game. It's good. It's a good game. Okay. I'm yeah. not necessarily going to give it a must play, but you, you still should play it. Then the next one is your mileage may vary, which is basically my admission that I'm a person with a personal bias. So even oh, okay. Yeah. So even though I may not like a particular game, you might enjoy it. I don't. You know, because yeah. I just don't like this type of game. But I still can recognize it's a good game. And then the next one is not recommended, which is sort of for those eh, mediocrity titles that aren't particularly terrible, but aren't worth playing either and then is the big one garbage garbage basically that, bottom barrel bottom <laughs> tier just garbage stuff like do not play these games um and then the then the sixth one 
I've only given to three games in in my site's history. Um, Mini Car Racer, Marshall Knight, and a game called Flannel Amethyst. Okay. And um, they they are so bad, so inept that you just gotta love them. Like you just can't <laughs> hate them. Like a lot of heart went into these games. They're just inept. Like I'll, I'll give you an example of Marshall Knight. Marshall Knight is essentially. Um, I will post on my YouTube. I will post on at Game Slash Pile on Twitter after the show. Yeah. The Marshall Knight link. Um, and what basically Marshall Knight is, it's basically a kung fu training program where you stand in front of the TV and do the moves. Except there's no training. There's no. There's nothing there. It's just basically a bunch of 3D animated characters doing the moves, and that's it. And I expect you to do it. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it was a great idea, just yeah. horrible execution. Yeah, Sorry. they just left a few bits out, didn't they? They forgot to do that. They got too excited about releasing a game. <laughs> I will post it now while we're talking. Yeah, thanks for popping in, Sergeant Sentinel Gaming. I've noticed you dropped it in the chat. Cheers for popping in. Fimba, Mike P. Mike P said games have got to be fun. Well, that, that, yeah, that's definitely true. Games have got to be fun. Or would you lose interest? Actually, you know, I could pop into YouTube. Hold on. Hang on, hang on a minute. The YouTube, it doesn't let you post links. It doesn't? No, unless, unless I post it. Or one of my mods posts it. I will just post it on my Twitter. It's at game slash pile. Okay, um, one. Just find it. You post it and I'll I'll put it in a link for people in the yeah, chat. I post it on my Twitter feed, so you'll you'll see there it. There we go. Right. Copy. Copy. Oh, YouTube. Yeah. There we go, people. If you want to have a look at that in chat, if you're on your PCs, have a quick look at that. Marshall Knight. Yeah, it's a, like I said, the hearts there just, I don't know what they were doing. It, it just, I don't know. But anyway. So yeah, that's basically my. Oh, it's the worst one. You got hilariously awful. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of the only three games I got it because there's very few games that have that heart that are just that bad. Like <laughs> most of them are in the frame of, which is really the reason I came on this podcast yeah. was to warn people about the shovelware. And there's an awful lot of it, and they're all from basically five companies all interlinked um the main one is midnight works and they're a holding company yeah very other companies and okay. they own a company called insta shop which runs the second one insta marketing and games is another one and then then the third one is one called desvolt games 
which are an independent publisher that's that's um that midnight works promotes their stuff and then there's vg games which is a separate publisher and development company yeah who who has a who has a connection to the fifth one called go game console publisher <laughs> sorry mm. it's all confusing but essentially midnight works instant marketing game vg games desvolt games and go game console publisher if you see any of those five publish publishing the game run just just don't even buy it because you're guaranteed to get a crappy game <laughs> yeah now, fine now to be fair sometimes these companies find a clock broken clock is right twice a day so sometimes these companies pose decent stuff it is very rare um, and when i do i make sure to shout them out for it but it's not often yeah it's not it doesn't sound good anyway it doesn't but at least at least you shout them out when they do make a good a good game yeah like um midnight works presented a game called midnight runner um vg games had something called stack tower um instant marketing game had something called falling elevator um these are all on my site if you want to find them but yeah um you know, I'm not going to take the time to go. I mean, because there are a lot of them. So, uh, but I'll, but anyway, so you know, but really, these five companies post most of the scam titles, and you can all tell them, and they all have the same amount. They have the you know the the SEO title like like. Jail Simulator, Prison Life, Gang Battle 1994, or something like that. Um, and then their screenshots will always lie. They are never in-game footage. <laughs> or if they are, yeah. they are Photoshop. And then the marketing blurb is always just a bunch of BS. It's like, oftentimes it's not written in, in good English, it's just written in English and and just just isn't true. Um, I, I will I will I will post I will post I will post an example um, for you to post in YouTube. Um, something called Wash Simulator. And what Wash Simulator is is a direct ripoff of um, oh, Wash Simulator. Of uh, a direct ripoff of Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> um, here, can I just post this in general chat and then you just post it on YouTube? I, I, what, wash Simulator? Yeah, the, the link. I found it on your site, so I'll, I'll, I will post it. Well, it's, the, it's the latest one. So yeah. That's why I brought it up, because it's easy to find. Here we go. So um, it's literally a direct ripoff. Um, the name is the same. The the um, you know the the marketing blur the 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 title photograph has somebody in it the power washer. Um, they have similar missions, except 
it's terrible. Like it's just garbage. And I bought Power Wash Simulator concurrent to Wash Simulator to com to to combine the two, and I'm still playing Power Wash Simulator three days later. Um, That's fair. That good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too good at that. I um. Well, I can play it, but I get. I'm not really good at them kind of games. I get frustrated. It's all they're having to be perfect and line up and wash it. I don't know. I'm like, no, screw this. I, I don't know. It's People say it's therapeutic. It's not therapeutic for me. It annoys me. That, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Believe me. <laughs> Would you believe me if I told you I never played a Call of Duty game or a Battlefield game in my life? I can believe you. I can believe you. I don't play them anymore. I used to many moons ago. But not anymore, but I, yeah, I, I do believe I'm, there are people out there, but it it shocks a lot of people. If you were to say that on a, it's like my, fr my friend BMG, yeah. I don't know if you know him, but he's never played a racing game. And no one believes him. He's never, he just, he's no interest in them. He drives for a living, but he has no interest in, in, in playing car games. No, he hasn't. Yeah. Like, I have no interest in playing multiplayer competitive shooters. They're just not my thing. That's fair. Yeah. I tried playing Warframe for a while. Yeah. Eventually, I just said, you know what? I told my guild, I'm like, look, this just ain't for me. Goodbye. And that was the end of my playing Warframe. That's fair. You know, you try to, you, you, you play what you like playing. You know, not everyone's going to like the same thing because if everyone liked the same thing, it'd be boring the world, wouldn't it? It would. I mostly my gaming interest is large swath, but I like puzzle games. I like strategy games. Nice. Um, most of it, I own like pretty much every Paradox game for the PC. Okay. Yeah. Like um, Civilization King. Um, Hearts. Of, I don't have Hearts of Iron, but I have uh, Stellaris and stuff like that. Okay. Puzzle games, which you can notice because most of my reviews are puzzle games. <laughs> yeah. And which helps because they're the ones that don't tend to get any reviews in the first place. Yeah, it still it still fascinates me that some games don't get any reviews. It is mind boggling to me. Because even the good ones, even the even the top puzzlers don't get any coverage unless it's like a Tetris. Um, but I mean, yeah. the thing about puzzles, I mean, the, the genre has really taken off on a mobile, but I do not, as a general rule, touch mobile games on mobile because they're not free. And yeah, that's the time, they're they're not games. they love the microtransactions, they do, they do, they do. love them. And there are several games I have reviewed, Aeroblast is one of them. That they basically took the mobile game, stripped out the microtransactions, and put it on the Switch. And it basically destroyed the game because the game was built around microtransactions. So, yeah. without microtransactions, the game grinds to a halt. It will, yeah. That's... Unless they, they, what they could have done is put a sandbox mode in that you have unlimited money and unlimited funds, but they didn't think about that, did they? Obviously. Yeah. If you can find Aeroblast, I'm going to post it in the general chat. 
about it. Um, Here we go. I found it. I posted it in general chat. Let's be aware this is kind of a luge game, but. Oh, right. I see where you, you write a general chat. I see. Right. Let's go on to YouTube on the actual YouTube. I was doing it on my phone, but I'll click on that, yeah. press pause. Uh, there's the chat. That's much better. I'll do, I'll do it from there now. There we go. That's a much better review. There we go. Oh, it's it's one of these games. Oh, playful pack, spicy pack. Oh, yeah. it's one of them. A, a, a dating sim thing. These Japanese yeah. games. There's hundreds of them. Like it. Yeah. There is. Well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of lewd games on Switch, but I'm not a big fan of visual novels. Mostly because if I want to read a novel, I go read a book. Exactly. Exactly. And they're just not generally as well written as books. Um, and I say and I say that snobbish, having written six novels in my life, but you know, I'm just not a big fan of visual novels. You've written six. You've written novels. Have they been released? Oh, yeah, yeah um, I was an indie no. author from 2011 to 2013. Nice. Wow, I did not know you. I published several books. You've got several... a decent. I'm not going. I mean, a lot of these books aren't for sale anymore because I took them offline. So I'm not I just think it's it. fascinating that you've released books. That's pretty cool. That is, to be fair, that, that is. You're yeah. a provincial author as well. Well, not you do it now, but you, yeah. you did well, it, didn't you? Yeah, the reason I don't do it now is because I get more views on my website than I do through my books. Like, I can post a review and get 100 readers reading that review. I spend a hundreds, hundreds of hours writing a seventy thousand word novel. Yeah, it only sells ten copies. Yeah, it's a mass. Yeah, books are. I don't know how you do well in in making books. I don't know. But yeah. the internet's free. Into well, it's not free. But you have to pay your bills. But still, anyone can access it. They can. Yeah, I basically, I basically, I lost my shirt. Basically publishing books and that's why I don't do it anymore even though I'm sitting on several recently written uh, I'm sitting actually on a finished vampire novel that I haven't published because I don't ha I have the money to market it but it's not going to sell enough to make to make it to make back what I spent on it no. maybe once no. I grow to such a size with the game slush pile I will I will go back to publishing because I will have a built-in base then. But for now, I'm focusing on my site. Oh, that's, that's fair. I mean, I can imagine it's hard being a making making uh, writing books anyway. I mean, were you good at were, were you good at writing uh, at school, or is it a thing you developed over when you in your adulthood? So I'm terrible at writing. I am. I am. Fiction, like I have, like I had short stories I wrote in high school. Oh, that's nice. Nice. But I didn't start writing fiction until my senior year of college, and I was terrible because I was a philosophy and religion double major. So I, so 
I had written essays for four years, and my fiction sounded like essays. Oh, so okay. I basically had to unlearn everything I had learned about oh, writing. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you obviously got a passion for it because you're still writing them, even though you you don't really want to release them. Yeah. So it's I'm obviously it's obviously a, 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 a um it's obviously a hobby of yours you 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 enjoy it is oh, I enjoy it. oh i love writing and creating worlds i just there's no point in spending time in it because i'm just not going to get the benefit from it you know no one's going to i might have one person read it you know and most people who buy books never finish them Here's yeah the i'm criminal of that uh, yeah Got a book so out in a minute. I need to finish. Yeah. I mean, you talk to most. You talk to most avid readers. They have a. They have a. They have a pile of books a hundred deep, and they will never get around to it. Ah, uh, same with gamers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, which brings us to the next topic: my retro collection. Currently on GameEye. Shout out to them. Yeah. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. It's always, uh, is it an app that, that you can log all your games you've got? Yeah, basically, that's exactly what it is. It's an app where you log all your games. And according to them, it's not exhaustive, but I've logged 720 games on it. And that's, that's a fair size, that is. That's, a, that's, that's a, quite a few shelves. Yeah, well, basically, all my all my CDs are in binder. People, people, people are, you know, go back in horror when they um, when they uh when they hear this but right it saves on it saves on storage know. space definitely i don't have i basically all the boxes are in are in my bedroom closet and all the cds are in a binder god if people if people could hear this i want to retro they'd be screaming horror no what are they doing what are you doing that way i don't have to i don't have this display space yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. I don't have a designated game room that I could just pile, you know, display, you know, 500 Xbox games. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, everything's are either in drawers or in binders, and it makes it easier for me to select something to play. Because I don't have to go on the wall and then look and then take it out. I just go in the binder, find it, take it out, and then put it back. Um, but yeah, I I own. Let's see. I own. As I mentioned earlier, I have. I have. Hold on. I have a. I have a. Um, hold on. I'm getting my game I app on my phone. Hold on. Yeah, that's fine. I mean. If I had a video setup, people, you'd be able to see all sorts. But I don't have a video setup yet yeah, for this. For this, unfortunately. Right now, I have seven hundred twenty-four, and the report. Okay, I have one hundred eighteen PSP games. Nice. One hundred thirty-four and sixty-four games. Yeah. Um, then I have one hundred fifty-one OG Xbox. <laughs> 215 Xbox 360, 87 Xbox One, and 7 Xbox Series X. And then it says I have 12 Switch, but I have closer like 20 or 30. I just haven't put them all in. 
so yeah. So, so it's a sizable collection most people haven't got physical anymore. That's a sizable yeah. collection that is. Well, it's a sizable collection, and I do it because a lot of these games, there's no other way to play them. Like, my favorite game is called Death Row. And it's for the OG Xbox, and it only sold 50,000 copies. And it was That's published funny. by Ubisoft. Yep. And look it, look it up. It's, it's Death Row, one word. And it's a amazing sport game. Absolutely spectacular. Still plays great to this day. Um, but it's not going to show up on Xbox. It's not going to get Xbox backwards compatibility. So there's one way I'm going to play it, and that's that's with physical. Um, so you know, I collect these physical games because a lot of the stuff ain't going to be here. What's the um? Oh, it's a bit strange. Hang on a minute. So I look. I found it. It was first released in twenty second of October, two thousand two. Yeah. South yeah, End yeah. Interactive by and publisher Ubisoft. It's a it's a it's a great game, and I suggest people find it. Um, oh, cool! But... It's got a cool cover. Yeah. yeah. Guy that looks like Vin. Well, that's what partially why it failed is because it had Vin Diesel on the cover of it, and it doesn't <laughs> tell people what it is. Yeah, it doesn't really say what it is. It. It doesn't really say what it is, and it, and honestly, if it had gotten the sequel with Xbox Live, it would be it would be among the upper echelon of gaming. But it never got one, um, and it just came out just before Xbox Live, so. It never it, was Xbox Live enabled. It says that it's on Wikipedia. It's got multiplayer, but yeah, it, but it's not. It has it has multiplayer, just not Xbox Live. Oh, okay, I, I get it. No, it has it has multiplayer. I played multiplayer with people, um, but it's it's a it's a really good game. But it's that's just an example of. I mean, I'll give another one that I don't own. That I had at one time. I don't. I really don't know what happened to this one. Eternal Darkness for GameCube. Amazing game. Absolutely one of the best survival horror titles of all time. Nintendo has not re-released it, and we have absolutely no idea why. Um, same thing with F Zero GX. Like GameCube is really expensive to collect for. Because there's a lot of good games on it that Nintendo could re-release, but for some reason they don't. Strange because it's it, because Nintendo the the they know what games sell. Of course, they got the Zelda's, they got, but they could they could they could do it. Could Maybe do it. there's a reason for it. I don't know, but mm. they could. They, yeah. I mean, F Zero X is out for the for the N sixty four channel on on your NSO. There's no reason they can't have a GameCube channel with uh um with Eternal Darkness F Zero GX, um, not yeah it's GX and uh, like Mario Kart Double Dash. You know, there's no reason they can't do it. They just there's just no will to do it. 
Now, to be fair with game preservation, a lot of the problems with Nintendo products is they're for systems that are not easily emulated. In a sense, like the dual screen, the Nintendo DS has two screens and a touchscreen. It's not that easy to, you know, emulate it in a sense. No, it's not. It's always everyone talks about game preservation, but. Xbox talks a big talk about game preservation when Xbox's whole idea and narrative over since they've created Game Pass is to push people to being fully digital and that has been it. They talk about game preservation but they are pushing people towards their idea is and to be fair I'm fully digital now I am, with regards to new consoles, PC, or PC's been digital for a long time. Um, but they, they they talk about game preservation, but they're all put about pushing di- digital, you see. They want Game Pass to work to the degree where everyone's digital. There's probably, I'll probably say, I might be wrong, but I'd say probably Xbox is probably 70, 70, 70 80%, 80% digital globally. But I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I know in the UK it's heavy because you probably see it. I, I don't see it anymore because I've muted and blocked people. But you always see, because the UK is tiny compared to America. We're probably 60 million population to probably 70. I don't know the exact figures anymore. But we're a tiny little island in the world. But people keep bringing up our physical sales charts up as reasons games ain't selling like you you find games that say like twenty thousand and stuff and it sounds tiny but what people don't realize is everyone's probably in my guess downloading it through the stores and buying it on buying it through digital not physical but they love to bring up the uk physical sales charts like we're like on the map we're like a little dot we're tiny you know you know but because we can get into console warring. Yeah, let's not get into console warring, but th- that's what no, it's no, about. I'm not getting into console warring. I don't oh, no. As far as I'll say about console warring, is we've lost, at least I can speak as a United States guy, yeah. we've lost patriotism, we've lost religion. And so what do guys cling to? They cling to plastic boxes made by mega corporations. Yep. Exactly, mega corps. Circuses. It's it's completely ridiculous. And these guys are my age. They're forty years old. Yeah. Like, Um, what are you doing with your life? I'll be there. I'll be there in two years. I'm thirty eight. So so you and I are basically (laughs) similar, similar, similar generation. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like guys our age are sitting there, you know, being absolutely nasty to each other over console war, and it's like. Who cares? It's like, they don't care about you. They do not care. They just care about getting the money off you, and that's it. That's all they care. Whether it's a subscription, or whether it's just buying the game. Either way, they'll get your money. Like, they will. And like, and, like, Microsoft is not your friend. Like, all like they used to be very anti-consumer, especially towards the end of the 360 into the Xbox One days. What sunk the Xbox One was when they... Was when they um, the DRM 
Yeah, with the DRM. And they wanted you to basically, and that basically sunk the Xbox One. Um, it did. It did. And they've never been able to recover. They haven't. So that's why they had to take the, the pro consumer stance because that's the only thing they have left. Exactly. So Game Pass. Game Pass is incredible value. Do not get no, me wrong. I love Game Pass. But I say it's incredible value because I still get it for free. I do Microsoft Rewards. I haven't actually you know, paid for it. Do you know what I mean? I, <laughs> yeah, I sh I sh if I played, I could probably do Microsoft Rewards for Game Pass if I played my Xbox enough. But see, see, that's not exactly true because... Like you can do Microsoft Search, Search Mobile, Bing. You can I play Gears of War on the on the Xbox uh, once a day. I play probably one match multiplayer if that um, a day, and that racks me up about three hundred Microsoft points. I can get about five hundred plus points a day. I can without actually playing the Xbox. And then you've got the Microsoft Rewards app on the console. I have problems with this at the minute due to me moving to a new internet provider, but I have to log in on my my Xbox on my mobile data because it seems to think my internet's not in England, even though I've asked Microsoft support. All the tests show that it is where my internet is, where it says it is in England, and exactly around the location but they are baffled as to why the xbox keeps telling me that this specific microsoft app that it isn't the location and the language is wrong so i just use my mobile data to log into that i have to flick my wi-fi off and flick the mobile data on to do it but you know two trillion dollar company you know can't work it out yeah, don't give me started on Nintendo and their anti-consumer policy. But, but no, anyway, let's, 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 where are we going? We were going to, where, where are we going? Oh, we were going to console wearing, basically talking so, about how Microsoft wasn't your friend. Yeah, no one really, no one really is your friend. Not really. No, Nintendo's not your friend. Um, no, Nintendo, they just, they just know how to market and sell it well. They do yeah, incredibly well. They're geniuses, yeah. you know. Geniuses. They're yeah. game developers, but whoever runs their legal department are, are just, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Remember, up to a couple of years ago, you couldn't make Nintendo content without making, without giving a slice of it to Nintendo. Yeah. With the Creators Club until the outcry got so bad, and I think they realized they're missing out on free advertising. Exactly. So like, the thing like Sega... Sega have a policy that if fans want to do, they fan a lot of the old Dreamcast games they get and Saturn games. There is people out there that actually rework them. They make them better. They offer the downloads. They make English versions. Honestly, people have made new versions of games, and Sega are absolutely fine with it. People put an ODA. Sega's only role is. You monetize it, and we'll come for you. If you monetize, if you give away free to the fact the fans, it's totally cool with us. But as long as you don't monetize it, Sega are absolutely fine with it. They're very pro. They're, they're pro Sega's position. Yeah, Sega are fine with it. They're very pro fan. But they said anyone who 
suppose, you know, monetizes it, then their legal department will come for you. But if you give away free to the fan base and all the fans, it's all good. They're fine with that, they are. Which is nice. That, that, you know, that is. Nintendo's be complete opposite. Or was. Yeah, Nintendo's bigger than Sega, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Nintendo's bigger than Sega, but they, I can't tell you the number of fan projects that got shut down. It's a shame, though. It is. It is. It's a shame. It is. But so, fact... so, I guess we're coming towards the latter part. Um, do you want? Are there people in chat? Do they have any questions for me? Yeah. Has anyone got any any questions for for our esteemed guest, Maudy? If anyone is, is still in there, we get a lot of people listening after the fact as well. A lot of people. Are you have you got any questions, Masuku? If you're still in there, and Mike P. Is he a friend of yours? I've never seen Mike P before. He, he just appeared yeah, today. Yeah, I think it might be SN. Yeah, it's probably from uh, Nindy Nexus. Oh, nice. Thanks for popping in, Mike. But um, I don't know if anyone's got any questions at all. Well, but we, but, can, we, can, we can stay for another five, ten minutes. Um, yeah. Wow. But, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. Yeah, I've learned a lot about your side of the website because it's no it's a, it's a it's a perspective i've never had uh bef before you know from because you see the seo you see the the financial side the, that that perspective which i've never been able to get from someone really before as such as in depth before yeah. to that degree well i mean most I mean, when most people talk about content creators, I mean, you and I had this discussion back when we, back when I voiced interest on coming over what is a content creator, because when most people talk about content, at least on X or Twitter, um, they're referring to YouTube and Twitch. Yeah, see, I deem a content creator anyone who makes content, be it reviews, even articles online, because it's all content. So you've got to think about it content creation you now because people do you are right they just say oh well content creator means you're either podcasting you make videos or you you stream live on youtube that's not entirely true if you look at the whole spectrum of content creation it is massive it is it's it, it, it can be it can be so diverse it's unreal well, it can be keys because a lot of developers only give measure your worth via twitch or youtube they do they, they do sadly and i do neither now i'm thinking of starting a youtube shorts channel just for like quick video reviews but there's a guy out there his name is rust reviews on youtube okay he does the same stuff i do but he only gets like six views. The problem um, is, I'm not. I've spoken to people about shorts recently, not mentioning any names, but they try shorts, although they, their content gets great views, etc. When they do shorts, they do very badly, and they the dislike button gets hit hard. Um, but they said their TikTok, their, their, their TikTok shorts, they they put the same content on TikTok. Ain't doing really well, but it's it's so, so I, good... I will not touch TikTok. No, I, I, it's a rabbit hole. I, I I had it for a period, 
but I deleted my account because it literally is a scrolling rabbit hole. You don't even you watch crap you wouldn't normally watch. You don't, and you don't know why you're watching it. Honestly, I, I couldn't believe it. And I don't, and I don't, and I don't deal with Facebook. It's actually got off Facebook last year for other reasons. Like, that's I will go back on there for. That's, that's um, fair enough. That's that well, basically, it was a bunch of people I used to know. 20 years ago, none of them cared about me, so why am I going to waste my time? Well, a lot of Facebook, though, when it's a real profile, all it is is people from school, etc., used to work with, trying to work out and see if they've got a better life than you. That's the kind yeah, of crap yeah, it is. Cool. That's what That's it is. basically what yeah. I figured out. Because they, they don't talk to you. They just try and see what you're doing. Yeah, they, don't, they don't want to talk to me, so I'm not going to bother posting about my life to a bunch of people that don't care. Frankly, I have better relationships with people on Twitter than I do than I ever did with most of the people on Facebook. That's, that's a fair point. You've got a couple of questions there. I don't know if you I don't know if you watch anime. Um I do certain certain So Masuki says, have you got have you got any favourite Studio Ghibli movies? Uh Favorite what? Studio Ghibli movies. Studio Ghibli? I liked um, Princess Mononoke. That was good. Um, I've still got to watch it. I'm really... The reason he simply brought it up, because the last podcast I did, not the Stubscast, a gaming conversation with friends, but they were trying to get me into Studio Ghibli. So I've been watching films and loving it. And the one you just mentioned is on my list, and I will be trying it out. I will be. I saw that in theaters when it came out. It was glorious. A lot of the movies I'm watching are really old, but they're brand new to me. And they, even to this day, I thought, you know, they've got serious, they've got serious talent in that studio. Serious talent, they have. But I'm quite new to anime anime films and and shows. It's a new, it's a new genre. It is. So you so say you like, so you like that one, did you? Yeah. I will. Add that. I'll find that. See if see if it's on Netflix. A lot of a lot of them have been put onto Netflix. Not all, I can't find all of them, but a lot of them recently are on Netflix, like Ponyo, and oh, um, and Lighted Away. I can't remember. En- Enchanted Away, Lighted Away. I forgot the name of it, but it was amazing. I can't think. Of, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I can't. Uh, Mike P has replied. What's the best game you've you've played, or the highest rated in the slush pile? Um, probably a Vampire Survivor clone called Army of Ruin. Um, I will I will post it in the. It's it's a couple months old, so I'll post it. In a... Now, can I ask you a question? Why you say that? Because the reason I the reason I say it is because I I've got a friend who um, he's a rogue like content creator and he told me his Vampire Survivors he said is a good game but he says a lot of people keep calling any game that is like Vampire Survivor. A vampire survivor clone. He says there there's been games like it for years upon years before vampire survivors came along. 
But he said the reason the reason I understand what people are because it's the game that blew up. He said that's why. He yeah, said, I agree with that. He said it's really a um, it's really a um. They call themselves an auto shooter, but Army of Ruin, and I posted it in general chat so you can post it on YouTube. It, it's now in, it's now in chat, people. Then Vampire Survivor, like it's just takes, takes what Vampire afraid. Survivor did and improves upon it in every possible way. This this on PC, you know. Yeah, Army of Ruin. Yes. Yeah, I'll have to look this up on Steam. I, I don't have a Switch, you see. Yeah. I don't. I'm looking at it. Looks nice. Yeah, it's a it's a really it's it's basically takes what Vampire Survivor does and does it better. Oh, I'm um, definitely gonna have to check this one out. But unfortunately, on Steam. It, it will as as I say in my little blur. It's amazing, but dies the day Survivor Vampire Survivor comes out, which is a shame. Which is true because once some Vampire Survivors comes out on Switch, all the similar games are gonna get overshadowed. Is it not? Is it so? It's oh, I thought it was already on Switch. Is it not then? No. Oh, it is. It came out in June. I want yeah. It came out in June, and Vampire Survivors comes out August seventeenth. Okay, yeah, August seventeenth. So yeah, people will buy it in their droves. It's not very very expensive. You see, Vampire Survivors. Yeah, but I. This but, is $8, which, not, is, which is a little bit more expensive than Vampire Survivors. But I think it was like it £4, is it? It was on Xbox, 4 quid. They say it's a bit difficult because you, you say stuff in dollars, obviously, and it's a little bit yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, It's probably about the same when you work it out. Well, we also remember that, yeah. that Vampire Survivor has two DLCs, so you add them together, it costs the same as Army of Rome. Yeah, that's true. It does look good. I'm looking at it on the website now. And why I'm there, actually, let's have, a look at this, let's have a look at the desktop view. Yeah, it's a nice looking site. It is. It looks very nice. It looks very nice on the Google Google Chrome browser. It does. That's in a mobile view. It looks even better. To be fair, it looks better, a lot better on the desktop. But everything looks better on desktop, to be fair. It does have a nice monitor. That's what I've got. Yeah, um, sleek. And then the last game I'll shout out, and I'll post this, is a game last year. I never did a best year thing. I'll do it this year, but I because it'll be a full year. My yeah. favorite game from last year was a weird title called Needy Streamer Overload. Um, and it is actually a visual novel where your um where your um where your goal is to keep a a twitch streamer from self-deleting um but it is it is amazing um game it was my favorite game of last year but i didn't do a end of year retrospective um it actually sold over a million copies That's not, I've just found Army Ruin on Steam. Yeah, it's gone down right. Very positive. It's got a very positive uh, review in general on Steam. That means it's very good. That does. 
add that to my wish list i will i'll pick it up at some point i will Anyway. Yeah, so post new streamer overload. I put, I put it in general chat, posted in the. Oh, yeah, right, let's have a look. Let's post it in chat. It's an interesting game, which actually sold over a million copies. A million I, copies? That's actually quite good. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a big thing at that. Yeah, it actually is a very huge game. I actually own the, uh, the, play, the, uh, the physical of it. Nice. It's called, yeah, I think it's a. It's called, it's a different name in Japan, but um, I have the, um, but essentially me streamer overload is probably my second highest rated game. Uh, so. Let's play. Uh, yeah. Are there any more questions? Wait, 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 let's chat. Is there any more questions in chat? But yeah, it's, it, I'll tell you what, I really, really enjoyed this, this uh, chat and I reckon I could get you on some other podcasts in the future because you, you seem a very, very nice guy. You do, uh, yeah. good, well, good we'll chat. Talk. We'll talk. If you can get me on other podcasts to spread the word, um, especially about the Switch Silverware stuff because more people need to know about it and to avoid it um, because that's how these companies... That's how these companies survive, is they get unsuspecting people to buy these games. That's true. And some that of is. these games actually end up on the bestsellers list. Yeah, I've heard about that, because I think PlayStation changed their rules on that, because they, they were getting complaints about that. About They, were, yeah, they just make the, the game that cheap. It just bumps right up a list. Well, that's what used to happen. Yeah. They used to shovelware used to be used to have sales of one cent. That's so ridiculous. Jump up the bestsellers list. So Nintendo changed it: no sales under ninety-nine cents, and then no sales under two dollars in the United States um, to keep to keep the shovelware stuff um, out of the bestsellers list. But some stuff still gets on anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, so yeah, um, been a fun, fun, fun show tonight. If you um, if you want to tell people where they can find you, because this will be, you'll get people listening after the fact. All right, you can find me two places. One at gameslushpile.com, G A M E S L U S H P I L E dot com. Gameslushpile, all one word. And then at Game Slush Pile on Twitter. Nice, because people can check you out after the fact and, and on audio platforms as well. They can. So, yeah, but please check out to Maldi. That'd be cool. That will be. You just type in the Game Slush Pile on Google and it'll come right up. So, um, yeah. All so, right. Yes. I'm glad I'm here. We'll, we'll be in touch. Thanks for coming in. Uh, coming on the show it's been great it has and um, back to everyone for tuning in and I'll speak to you all soon thanks everyone uh, are we <laughs>